You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where we unpack what is new and innovative in education. And today, we are going to talk about social and emotional learning and gaming. Those are two things you might not naturally connect, but we spent the past few months proving they're actually directly related, especially when that game is Minecraft. Oh yes, Minecraft. I'm pretty sure anyone with children or anyone who spends any amount of time with children knows all about Minecraft. Yeah, Jess, it has become one of those things that even if you haven't played it, you're familiar with the game, you hear people talking about it, you kind of understand the phenomenon that's really resonated with a lot of not just younger children too, but we're seeing high school age children. And I know plenty of adults that really enjoy Minecraft as well. We set out on a research study to find out how Minecraft can contribute to student SEL outcomes and highlight the roles that teachers play in that development. With support from Minecraft, we created a teacher survey, we researched SEL, and we interviewed thought leaders on gaming and SEL, and visited local schools to see Minecraft in action, where we were able to host some focus groups and talk to students and teachers. For details on the research and findings, Caroline recently sat down with Adam, a director here at Getting Smart and a former school leader, to discuss the report and findings. Hey Adam, thanks for joining me to talk about Minecraft today. You've spent the past few years at a Montessori school in Tacoma, Washington, just up the road from Getting Smart World Headquarters that had a Minecraft club. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, that experience and and what you've seen from both the educator and student perspective. Yeah, as a principal, it was was super exciting. I'd say maybe as a principal and a parent, it was exciting. My boys play, and so I'm familiar with it. And how old are your boys? 11 and 6. Having experienced it at home, was excited when I had a team of middle school students approach me and ask if they could start an after-school club. And what did that club look like? Talk a little bit about, you know, how, how often did they meet and how were they um, thinking about Minecraft and did that sort of extend the school day for them? Was it a club to just play or did you see some, some learning taking place? Yeah, so the fun part with any of our uh, student-generated or student-owned clubs was kind of the format we took. And, and in their design, in terms of being approved and kind of supported, they would have ran that club probably seven days a week in, yeah. a, in a five-day school week. And so it was neat as they came in to let us know kind of what the format would look like and, and who it was going to be available to as a, as a pre-K-8 school, our our student population obviously was pretty broad and these middle schoolers wanted to deliver it to first through fifth graders. And so they structured what the activities would look like. District was very supportive in loading cow, a computer on wheels cart in our library. And they also did some trial runs in terms of maximizing access to the smart board for that collaborative piece. And then their final step was finding a staff supervisor, which was not difficult. Yeah, I'm sure there was lots of educators that were excited to see students so passionate. I think especially for an after-school program, finding something that students could be passionate about was probably fun for educators. Did you see any of the educators that participated in that really taking lessons learned from the club and then applying that into their classroom during the school day? Yeah, our, our primary supervisor was our assistant principal, and, and as a recovering math teacher, as she calls herself, she was extremely excited in learning more about the Minecraft Education Edition, in that math is definitely a passion area. And so 
she agreed to supervise and because we housed it in our library our our library technology specialist big push in that district to really bring librarians on board with tech integration got to also be a part of some of that club work and was so excited at what she saw that we actually had her trained this last spring and sh- and she'll she'll be designing over the course of the summer integration into a middle school elective during the school day for the for the following year. I love that. I I think it is interesting too as we think about how libraries are transformed, what that looks like, how they continue to be a real central unit in schools. So that's really interesting too to think about how Minecraft and other games can play a role in that. As you think about the students that you know that went through the Minecraft club, was it that they were just passionate about it or did you see other traits that they learned? I mean, did you see, you know, SEL traits that were an outcome of their time in Minecraft that then perhaps, you know, helped them during the school day? Yeah, I think the most exciting piece for me, uh, I wear a lot of different hats in facilitating that that principal role, but it really, at the end of the day, it drilled down to the relationship piece that I saw in my home with a gap between 11 and 6 years old yeah. to help them find common ground. Uh, it was neat to watch it in a group of 25 with students in pretty massive developmental gaps develop those relationships, which we then saw spill into all other aspects of the day on the playground. It had definite tie-ins to a mentoring pilot that took off this year implementing some of those same concepts that that we first recognized or or observed and ultimately celebrated in that Minecraft club. Yeah, we you know, we saw some of that too when we went and visited Renton Prep Christian School. The, especially in the mentor piece when I think about collaboration, I think around sort of peer groups of the same age and one thing that they really showed to me that was different than what I had thought about before is using Minecraft as a way to sort of mentor younger students too. So they have a wide range of students on one campus and the high school students would spend part of a semester working on let's say a science project. One of the ones I saw was students representing the human heart and what that might look like in Minecraft. So kind of building a a replica of that or another piece in Minecraft that would sort of show the systems of like a vital organ. And then they would use that Minecraft lesson to then go down and mentor elementary school students to talk about you know, here's what the human heart looks like, or here's what tidal waves look like. And so I thought that was really interesting to use Minecraft for collaboration, not just across peer groups, but across different age ranges too. And it, it's fascinating that it was just as interesting for high school students as it was for these second and third graders. Adam, you had the chance to talk to two really wonderful students who are really enthusiastic about Minecraft. So let's listen in on your conversation with Matthew and Lucas, two students at Bryant Montessori in Tacoma, Washington. Minecraft is basically simple. You can do creative survival, build a team up, and you can build together and put your ideas together to make something great. Basically, Minecraft is all about teamwork, so you and your friends can work together to build something nice, as in a mansion or a structure or a bunker or anything you like. So what's the neatest thing or your most memorable thing you've built within Minecraft? Well, my memorable thing is to build is with my, with my brother and sister. It's a skyscraper that reaches the limit, um, the sky. And then we keep on doing it for fun. It's just fun playing around. And every time we find a new person, we let them on the world and make their own room. So it's basically representing that they're in our Minecraft world. 
about you, Lucas? Um, for me, it was attempting, and partially it worked, to make a changing maze. And it turned more into a PvP wall-type thing where the wall drops, but there's hidden chests in your areas, and uh, you have a little structure, a cave, and a whole bunch of stuff, but you cannot leave your area. But I did the doors with redstone and the wall drop. Any new friends in the club? Yes, I made a lot of new friends. We kept on building together, helping each other out, and no matter what, we never were bad, but the only thing was that sometimes we couldn't agree on what we were going to build. But it was okay. We always figured out and got through it. Just on one day, over 10,000 copies were sold for all platforms, and it's pretty quick to learn in the normal version, but if I was to be an admin, I'd probably give everyone a whole bunch of resources and then live in a dirt house. And also, if you can get Minecraft Realms in it, you can add more people than the limit, which is five people. So, if you get Minecraft Realms, you can build your own realm how you want it and other things. And also, in the Minecraft Education version, there are the same modes as in the regular one. Adventure mode, where you can't break anything, but you can do a lot of cool stuff. Creative mode, where you can create whatever you want and do whatever you want. And survival mode, where you need to survive out in the wild and contribute to survive from every <sighs> obstacle that comes your way. You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, and today we're talking about gaming and social and emotional learning. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to check out Season 2, Episode 13, where Daniel Siegel talks about the teenage brain. And for more on social and emotional learning, catch Season 2, Episode 4, where we interview Roger Weisberg, the Chief Knowledge Officer for the Collaborative for Academic and Social and Emotional Learning, known as CASEL. Don't worry, we'll include all these links in the show notes below and in the blog. The Minecraft Education Edition is an open world game that promotes creativity, collaboration, and problem solving in an immersive environment where the only limit is your imagination, according to the Minecraft Education Edition website. As we mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, you know, we set out on this investigative report to really think about what are the connections between the classroom and the use of Minecraft and social emotional outcomes for K-12 students. We ask questions like, can a game actually spur personal growth? Do interactions in virtual worlds impact kids' ability to emphasize in real-world scenarios? What transferable skills could Minecraft provide that will help them achieve academic success while better preparing them for college and careers? And what can teachers do to better support SEL outcomes? We started all this by going to the experts. We knew that while our team had spent a lot of time thinking about SEL, there was leaders around the country that have thought a lot about gaming and SEL. And so we went to them. One of the first people that we had an opportunity to speak with was Michelle Zimmerman of Renton Prep Christian School. She's the executive director there. And Renton Prep is a Microsoft showcase school in the Seattle, Washington area. Michelle earned a PhD in learning sciences and human development and has done extensive research in the area of gaming. 
One thing that we really learned from Michelle was that cultivating empathy through gaming isn't a given. It really does occur as part of a guided experience. She said, as educators, we have the opportunity to help students develop empathy through gaming and imagine how they'd like to be treated. Talk through the scenarios in gaming and in their personal lives and discuss how they would do something differently or would have wanted to be treated differently and then practice those skills. What we're really saying is that technology does not impede our ability to build relationships. Conversely, with regard to gaming in the classroom, it actually can serve to bolster them. She also said, we know that human connection can be powerful in many settings and environments. Gaming is no exception. Relatedness speaks to a social and emotional impact that occurs through relationship with others. Games that allow a collaborative or cooperative mode provide the opportunity for an increased sense of belonging through relatedness inside of a game environment. When learning design is built into a classroom setting with games that already intrinsically motivate students, that relatedness can extend and transfer outside of the game as students discuss and interact with each other in person, as well as in the game environment. And I think that quote is is really important as we look back at our research, because that is one thing that we found. It's not just that students were using SEL within the game, but really it was that collaboration and the problem solving and the critical thinking that students were able to take from that game and apply to the rest of their curriculum, apply to the rest of the relationships that they had built, both inside and outside of school. And that's one thing that educators, that parents and even students were able to, to communicate with us through this research and through the survey. We put together a global survey to ask educators some questions about SEL and Minecraft and to understand how they were using it in their school communities and, and what they had learned from it. Nearly all of the teachers surveyed, 97.7%, cited that problem solving was the top SEL skill that their students had learned from Minecraft lessons and extracurricular participation in the game. The other top skills that were cultivated include creativity, critical thinking, and collaboration. The majority of teachers also felt that students' decision-making and communication abilities were positively impacted by the time that was spent playing Minecraft, whether working in small groups or individually. And I think that point is really important too, especially as we think about project-based learning. We, we like to think about both individual and group use. And so I think that's another interesting thing uh, about Minecraft is that this can really be individual outcomes and group outcomes. And teachers really have the ability to make those decisions based on what they hope the learning outcomes for the students will be. Just over half of the teachers that we survey believe that Minecraft also enables students to build empathy skills. This could be due to the interactions with classmates as well as the characters within the game. Here's a couple quotes from teachers that filled out the survey that we thought shared some important lessons learned. I mainly used Minecraft to enhance the connection between content and the student allowing them to experience and develop empathy with the issues. They get an opportunity to demonstrate the capabilities they otherwise find hard to show in traditional classroom settings. I use Minecraft to make my students critical thinkers. In Minecraft, we talk a lot about being good citizens in a community. You can't yell and you can't get your way that you want. You have to work together to build something. Listening and watching students build and work as a collaborative Minecraft community is truly a good thing. Students use a multitude of creative problem solving and communication skills that teachers, parents, and schools want to foster. 
I love learning with the students as they become the leaders and the manager of their learning experience. Students are empowered and engaged. Teachers don't have to be afraid to learn from students. I have had parents who are afraid to let their child use it at home, but now that they have seen the creativity, problem solving, and critical thinking skills in our projects and realized the benefits. I, I think these quotes really show what we learned about Minecraft and about SEL. We did talk to teachers that were worried that they might know as much about Minecraft as their students did and were reassured by the fact that they didn't have to know everything about Minecraft or a game that they were using to allow their students to really learn from it. And really, it's guiding students down the path that you want them to be on and helping them understand, you know, what's the SEL outcomes and other desired learning outcomes you want them them to take from the game. And being able to be kind of a facilitator on that journey, we found, was where teachers saw the most SEL outcomes sort of derived from these games. And so it really came down to us that the best use case for Minecraft and other games in the classroom for trying to achieve student SEL outcomes really is when the teachers get to play kind of the bridge role, where they are the facilitators of learning, where they're transparent about learning outcomes, where they have time for reflection on what the learning outcomes Outcomes were and really coach students through that. What we really found through this research is that as a versatile teaching tool that underscores the principles of SEL, Minecraft has enthusiastically embraced by educators in all grade levels across K-12 education. Regardless of the subject matter being taught, the game provides an opportunity for students to hone skills such as problem solving, critical thinking, communication, collaboration, negotiation, delegation, and even empathy. Accordingly, teachers serve as the guides, the coaches, and the facilitators, encouraging independence and student agency. The game's broad appeal outside of an academic context has enabled an easy in-class adoption with students whose autonomous motivation to play and teach their peers has been cited by numerous educators. As we mentioned in the conclusion to our research report, when it comes to connecting SEL outcomes for students with technology like Minecraft, teachers are the bridge. We witnessed teachers setting clear outcomes for Minecraft use and promoting reflection after lessons that encourage their students to consider their own SEL outcomes. In addition to describing the real course-specific learning outcomes, teachers should and can have a transparent discussion with their students about the intended SEL outcomes for their use in Minecraft and other games. As Michelle Zimmerman stated, when educators intentionally work on the classroom culture, using a game like Minecraft as a vehicle for that learning, it can serve as a powerful learning tool. Thanks to Minecraft and all the school and education leaders and students who supported this work, and a shout out to Kyle Bishop for his mixing support. And if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you rate us and that you've subscribed on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you like to get your favorite podcasts. For more on all things innovations and learning, also check out our blog at gettingsmart.com. For the Getting Smart Podcast, this is Caroline. And Jess. Signing off. Signing off.